Welcome to the Drink Less, Live More podcast. If you are someone that is wanting to evaluate your relationship with alcohol, you've come to the right place. You don't have to call yourself anything. We don't have to use any labels. You're just someone that knows something isn't working for you and you want to make an intentional change. Let's go. Welcome back to Drink Less, Live More. It has been a minute since I have recorded any episodes, and I just wanted to pop in and kind of share with you what's been going on in my life and kind of share some of the insights that I've gained through this month of January and just through some of the emotional stuff that I think I've been, you know, just dealing with and and kind of has had me bogged down in the month of January. I do appreciate so many of you reaching out. I took a pause on my weekly newsletter and the last one I sent I think was in October and I came back from fall break and I was just like, I don't want to do it anymore. And I really checked in with that because sometimes I can tell myself that and it is something I need to push through. And then sometimes when I'm telling myself that I need to listen to it. Because there is something deeper going on where my spirit is just not in the work that I'm doing. And it just feels icky to me to push things out to people that doesn't feel authentic or in in line with where I'm at. So I do appreciate all of you reaching out. Some of you joined. I did a dry January session, um, February 1st, it was just all about, well, what do we do next? You know, it's so interesting to me that we do these things like dry January or Whole30, and then there's just really a path from that point. You know, I mean, obviously, we all have to take responsibility and accountability for ourselves and decide what we want. But I really wanted people to be able to just be more intentional about what might be next. So I appreciate that. Uh, the person that joined actually shared that she's been listening to the podcast and it's been helpful. So if you're listening, shout out to you. You really did inspire me to get back in this. And I've had multiple messages just asking, hey, is everything okay? Where have you been? So I do appreciate that. And I appreciate just the feedback of, hey, we are listening. We are gaining some wisdom from this and it is helping us in our own journey. That means so much. Part of my just I don't feel like doing this anymore is I really just had this whole story in my head, which I worked through with my therapist and my coach because I have both. And so they're both are probably like, gosh, we're tired of hearing this. But I had this whole thing of like, nobody's listening. Nobody cares about this. They think it's dumb. They don't understand what I'm doing because I'm not somebody who has a severe alcohol use disorder Nobody wants to hear this. And I had this really deeply embedded story, which I've honestly struggled with my whole life. So this is not brand new for me. Um, But I've been able to kind of, you know, coach myself through it. And this time I couldn't. So I had to reach out to, to gain some help. And that's why I love my network of people. You know, some of them were people I paid. Some of them were not people I paid, just people that do similar work to me. And they know what this is like to run a business and have something we're really passionate about, but maybe isn't always bringing in all the dollars to the business. So it's like, well, what am I going to prioritize? The thing I'm passionate about or the thing that brings in the money? And I think it's kind of a balance of both for me personally. 
So I wanted to check in with all of you. I'm actually doing something this year that is a little different than anything I've done in previous years. I decided in January, instead of creating a word or, you know, creating goals for the year, I haven't done that in years. I really wanted to just capture the feeling state that I was experiencing kind of holistically throughout the whole month. And I'm doing this intentionally because I do just recognize that we just have these ebbs and flows in life of sometimes more energy and less energy. Honestly, the more emotionally attuned that I am getting, sometimes the harder it is, you know, so I get why people don't want to do this work and don't want to dig into the emotion of all of it, because that can really halt us. It can stop us from the daily grind and producing something every single day because we're paused long enough to feel. But I will still stand very tall in this, that it is the work. Like, it is the real work. It is how I've become the person I am today. And I will continue that work for the rest of my life. And there will be harder times and there will be times that are in a space of flow and it feels natural and good. And I've just settled into that. It's like part of the human experience, you know? And when I need help, I reach out. You know, I talk to people that I know are those right people. I have those people in place now. Five, 10 years ago, I didn't. I didn't have people that I could reach out to to help support me through some of these things. So this is the reason why I have the title of apathy for this month. So the month of January, I just like the word apathy just kept coming up. And then ironically, the church that I go to had a whole sermon series on needing help. And one of the uh, series topics was apathy. And I was like, okay, I kind of don't want to go to that because I know exactly what they're going to say. Um, I already know what apathy feels like because I'm experiencing it right now. For those of you that don't know what apathy is or haven't really looked at it at a more granular level or haven't experienced it, I mean, if you haven't experienced it, I'm like, wow, I mean, that's amazing. Uh, I have certainly experienced quite a bit of apathy in my life. Um, you know, kind of what I was describing about not recording the podcast, not um, sending out the newsletter was apathy. I mean, it was like, who cares? None of this matters. Why am I spending my time doing this? I could just be sitting on the couch or, you know, doing something just totally lazy. And here I am spending my time doing these things. But, you know, I recognize now that those are the things that bring me energy. And it's like, of course, you're going to stay in a space of apathy if you're not doing anything that brings you energy or that you're passionate about. Of course, makes total sense, right? So it's just kind of this vicious cycle that we can get stuck in. And man, did I get stuck in it. So the month of December was great. It was really great. We, you know, I did all the holiday stuff with the kids and the family, and we went to lots of shows, which I know I've talked to you about music on here before. I sang in a Christmas concert. It was like the highlight of my December to kick off the month. I felt so alive singing in that choir, and I was just reminded of that love that I had. And so that was really great. You know, everything was great. We had a really great holiday season. There really wasn't a lot of drama or challenges. And then the month of January hit and it was just kind of like, kind of like you had a hangover, but not from alcohol, like a hangover from just 
all the hustle and bustle of the holidays, which quite frankly, I have never experienced. And I've heard other people talk about it and I'm kind of like, okay, you know, sure. Until you experience it, of course, we don't really connect with it. So the first few weeks, you know, my kids were still off of school until the 8th of, of actually the 9th of January. And so I was trying to find things for them to do, but I was kind of like feeling this guilt for not doing the work. But then I'm also like, but they're home and I want to spend time with them. So it was just kind of this like push and pull. For those of you that are parents and working moms out there, you totally get it. Push and pull of, you know, like I just really wasn't focused on anything at once. It was like I kind of just had this like focus on everything and then I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> so so anyway, you know, had some good times with the the kids. We did a few fun little things, but just kind of felt blah. And just physically felt kind of blah too. I hadn't exercised as much in the month of December. I hadn't slept as much, which I swear is like so mission critical for me. Um, you know, I stayed up later with holiday things, all those things. I ate a lot of cheese, so I just felt like I had a big rock in my stomach. And so it was just, you know, a combination of all those things. As I get older, I just have to be more precise with those things. You know, I just can't do that. It really does impact me. So I was experiencing that. And then the kids went back to school. And then both of them were sick the first and second day back to school. So one of them was sick the first day. The other one was sick the second day. And like actually sick, not just because I didn't want to go back to school. So they were back home again. The weather was super cold. It was really gloomy. I'm here in Indiana. For anybody else that's here at Indiana, I read that we had the most cloudy days than we've had in I don't know how many years. It was just a lot in the month of January. So there was some of that. But, you know, I think it's easy to, you know, blame other things or blame external circumstances for why we're feeling apathy. But really... Apathy comes from our own thinking and our own experience. And it was kind of just like, okay, I think I got to take responsibility for this. So I listened to a Mel Robbins podcast where she was talking to an expert on being happier, which I'm trying to say this because she's not a happiness expert. She is just all about kind of noticing with your senses, all these, you know, things around you and like those add up and those create happier people. So the goal, like there really isn't like this state of being of just being happy, you know, where it's like, okay, I'm happy and I get to stay there. We just need to constantly be working on just little tiny things that make us happier. So I've been working, you know, I had listened to that podcast and that was starting to get me out of the funk. I heard this sermon um, that was really great. Um, And whatever you believe, I have no, like I've really had to unravel my whole faith. I was raised in a very evangelical church and there's so much of that that I just don't connect with anymore. Um, but what I love about about going there is like going to church is like there's this community of people. And the message is almost always something that really hits for me. You know, sometimes you go and it's not, but this one really hit. So he was talking about, you know, the emotion of apathy. Like, who cares? You know, like, let's whatever. None of this matters. Um, and, you know, I was even having thoughts of like, I mean, we're just all going to die. Like, who cares? What are we doing here? You know, I mean, it was just like it was pretty dark. And he was just bringing up, and I know this, like, it's like, it's so fascinating to me how many lessons we have to keep relearning and I'm constantly doing. Um, But he was saying sometimes you have to put the behavior before the feeling. So when we're feeling apathy or even sad or, you know, some of these other kind of more negatively perceived emotions, his guidance was just do the behavior 
that you know is your secret to success and the emotion will change. Like the apathy will start to fizzle away. And I was already thinking about that before I heard that. And I was kind of like, that's what I need to do. But that just really solidified it. I'm like, all right, I got it. Like, I, I got it. So I started just prioritizing, you know, going to the gym regardless of how cold it was outside because that was my excuse. It's too cold. I can't leave my house. It's too cold. I can't go do that. Or I would cancel coffee with somebody. It's too cold. It's snowing. And I was like, nope, you are going to go to all those and you're going to get up and you're going to actually like shower and get dressed and, you know, feel good about yourself as you walk out the door, you know. And so, you know, I started putting those as priorities. Those are big things. They don't take, you know, a lot of a lot of effort. Um, but I started, you know, going back to my regular Pilates class. And on the days I didn't do that, I walked on the treadmill and watched a show that I really like, which I am into the Gilded Age right now. And I just, I don't know. I love that time period. I'm convinced I was like in that time period in a different life, um, in a previous life for sure, because there's something about it that I just love. But so that's kind of motivating me because I want to watch that while also walking. And so I do that. And so sure enough, the energy started to come back. I started listening to maybe some less developmental type of podcasts because that's what I often listen to, or they can get really deep emotionally. And I started listening to some more fun stuff, you know, like just funny things. I started watching more comedies, you know, those types of things. So sure enough, you know, here I am in February and feeling good, you know, feeling like, okay, I like that apathy is starting to fizzle away. So I'm offering that to you because I know that can be a challenge in this whole journey, even with reducing, you know, how much alcohol we drink. Um, I drank a bit in the month of December and that felt fine. You know, I wasn't overdoing it. I felt, you know, okay the next day, but it still does impact my sleep and my health for sure. Even just one, there's no doubt about it. And so, you know, didn't drink in the month of January and don't really have plans to drink, you know, the month of February. So it's just kind of like one of those Things that's like, okay, you know, I'm back into kind of that state of flow and taking great care of myself, which is truly my secret to success. And I've learned this lesson over and over again is just taking great care of myself. Everything else falls into place. So I wanted to share with you just because I know even the month of January, if you did a dry January or maybe you only made it halfway through dry January and you're beating yourself up about that, it's really easy to get into that space of kind of like, who cares? I'm just going to drink again. Like everybody else around me is drinking. Why wouldn't I just do that? Um, maybe you had a partner that did dry January with you. And now like February 1st, they were like, let's drink some wine, you know, and you're like, okay, no problem, right? We just have to get recentered back into what your secret to success is. It might be having a glass of wine once a week. I don't know. That's for you to decide. So you know, I want you to kind of look at this next month as just kind of experimentation to figure out what that truly is for you. If you have had a longer period of not drinking and you're still feeling apathetic, I also want to tell you that that's normal. It's completely normal. The whole year that I took off of drinking no alcohol, I actually experienced like some, you know, significant periods of apathy and sadness and, you know, just learning to feel some of that stuff and allowing it to be there. Our emotions don't stick around for all that long if we're really just a little patient with it. But we want to get the hell out of there as fast as possible. You know, I'm out of here. So 
that's, you know, that's why most of us do run to wine because that's a real quick fix, uh, but it still exists the next day. And that is what I think is really the important part to remember. We have to delay sometimes the satisfaction, especially when it comes to emotion, you know, and trying to run from those negative emotions. I like the good ones. I just don't like the sad ones and the, you know, more negatively perceived emotions. So I'm just trying to accept it all, you know, bring it all in and say, like, it's all just part of being human. Like, we just got to feel it all. And, you know, I've been talking to a few people just about their experience through dry January. And some of them, it's been the first time they've done it. You know, I've been on this journey for three years, so there's less and less insights that I am getting. But having those conversations with people have really put me back to where I was, you know, three years ago, for sure. And it's easy to remember, oh, gosh, yeah, I remember feeling that, too. So I think that's another important piece of just like recognizing that you are not alone in this whole spectrum of emotion that we can feel. You're not alone um, in those conversations. You know, we all agreed. Yes, alcohol can numb the more negatively perceived emotions, but it really dumbs down or numbs down the amount of higher highs that we can feel. So we can feel higher highs without alcohol and the lower lows are actually lower. So more manageable. It doesn't feel like a rock bottom for us. So I think there's a lot of opportunity here. If you're in a space of apathy, I would just encourage you to just focus on the behavior. Like what's one thing that you can do today that you know is a secret to your success and do that. You'll be surprised what just that alone can do for you. So thank you for listening to my little journal entry for today. Um, That's part of what I've loved about doing this. And I think that's part of why I was in that space of apathy is because I wasn't having that outlet. You know, this is kind of my way of journaling for myself. So it's cathartic for me. And then people get to kind of listen in and kind of hear my experience, because what I've learned is that my experience is not unique to me. It's actually pretty universal for human beings, not even just people that are, you know, trying to cut back their alcohol or not drink at all. So I would encourage you to subscribe to the podcast and continue listening on. I'm not going to give you a definitive, I'll be here every single week. That is my goal, but I really want to come to you when I feel inspired to do so. And I'm hopeful that that continues as I continue to kind of just put the behavior before the emotion that I'm wanting to achieve. So keep on listening. If you want some additional support through maybe a dry February, if you did dry January and you're like, now what? I do have a 14-day break from booze, which is just five-minute little audio clips that gives you some more deeper guidance because it's not, you're not, it's not just about the alcohol. And that's what I think so many of us miss. Um, Similar to diet culture, it's not just about the food that we're eating. There's an emotional response and there's something we're trying to escape with the alcohol that we do need to address. And sometimes things like people-pleasing and perfectionism and FOMO come up for people. And we have to be able to manage those things on a deeper level so we can make the goal of not drinking alcohol or drinking less alcohol more possible for us. So you can still be drinking and take a 14-day break from booze. There's guidance there. You might actually be able to notice some things while you're in real time, like noticing these urges. Oh, that's interesting, you know? So just 
just getting a little bit more, a little bit deeper into what's going on. If you really want to double down and you're like, yes, I want to keep doing this. I love the way I feel. I love how my behavior has changed in a positive way. I love how my parenting has changed in a positive way. I do have a 90-day program that you can walk through that really gets much deeper with some videos and uh, weekly content and videos that you can help uh, support yourself through that. So that is available at rachelpritz.com. And as always, I will be here. And please reach out because those messages mean a lot to me and they can help kind of drive the behavior to get myself away from the apathy. So have a wonderful week. And I'm just going to say this now. I'll be back next week for sure. Okay? That sounds good. I can commit to that. I'll be back next week for sure. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you can be reminded for my weekly Wednesday episodes. If you're curious about my programs and options of ways to work with me, check out rachelpritz.com. And if that's not interesting to you right now, no problem. Just keep listening along for free. Either way, I'm here for you.